0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. Be sure to check host, out Jason last week's Tech Tuesday Today with Mick Messner, president and CEO of DPH Biologicals. Of Mick Industries. talks about the D-Lavall D-Lavall company's new biofertility kind of program, TerraTrove. Refined across they millions of Swedish acres, TerraTrove works in broad acre dairy applications dairy to improve soil structure while manufacturing plant um, nutrition. So TerraTrove combines microbes, plant extracts, and algae to offer the most complete Fertility solution to unharness soil fertility and maximize yield. And visit dphbio.com to learn more. A culture of positive mental health around their company really fascinating stuff. And I really enjoy Martha. And like you'll hear in the interview, you are hopefully going to hear more about this later. We're hopefully going to see how this turns out after a year and maybe having a year update episode with her. So very excited. Here we go with my interview with Martha Trott. All right, Martha Trott, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank
1: you so much. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, of course. So you guys actually reached out to me. And again, I love when folks reach out to me for the podcast because um, it is kind of going back to like when I started this podcast two years ago it eases some of my fears of running out of content yes. uh, that's always <laughs> always my always that was like my biggest thing so yeah. whenever people reach out to me to be on the podcast it's like the best compliment I can receive and also it just goes so well for my workflow <laughs> so I, I really appreciate that. So why don't you tell everybody about you, about your company and kind of about the initiative that you're trying to get going?
1: Sure. So first about me, then the company, then the initiative. So I'm Martha Trott. I am the head of human resources for the Americas cluster for Deal of All. So we are headquartered in Sweden more than a hundred year old company that's all about serving dairy farmers around the globe in over a hundred countries so we uh, provide um, consumables and services and equipment to farmers of all of all sizes and we have been around again for a very long time and i would call us best of local and best of global i mean we truly are global in every way we operate but we really are about uh, the dairy farmers who operate 24 7 365 which is a big challenge Um, So I I do end-to-end HR for North America and Latin America. So what does that mean? It means recruiting and training and development and compensation and benefits and development and succession planning and uh, mental well-being, which is what we're talking Mm -hmm. about now. Um, So that's a little bit about me and, and the company. The initiative that we have started this year was called Wellbeing 360, and the idea was the, the first year of the pandemic, we immediately saw we needed to bring more resources to employees and their families. So that first year, it was really about employee assistance program and making sure we had a good communication and good, good resources available to employees through the EAP and increased l- utilization and those kinds of things. But then when we were a year into the pandemic, there was a leadership team meeting that I was a part of where one of my colleagues said something very profound, I will never forget. And what he said was we should no longer assume we should look for people who are in trouble and we should assume everybody is in trouble. Everybody is having a challenge and we shouldn't try and find the people who are having a challenge. We need something for everyone. And it was really profound to me and I realized we need to to up our game So we started a program called Wellbeing 360, and what that program is about is approaching well-being in four basic ways, and of course, there are innumerable ways, but it's mental well-being, which is number one, and that's what we've been mostly focused on, but it's also mental, physical, financial, and team well-being. That's about relationships. So this first year of Wellbeing 360, it was a highly integrated program where we had manager meetings and resources and webcasts and dialogues and materials and all kinds of and medical resources all integrated together to offer to employees and families to try and bring things to people where they are. And now that we've been at it for close to a year, we just sent out a survey and we're asking employees to say, We know we need to up our game again. So tell us what it is that you need for you and your families to continue your focus on your well-being with a primary focus on mental well-being. So I'll just pause there just to see if you have any follow-up questions or comments on that.
0: No, no, no. And so I think this is something that... We are going to see, and we talked about this on the phone, you know, kind of where I'm leading into in this question. I think we're going to see this in the workplace more and more. Mm-hmm. I think people who work in HR, such as yourself, are going to find themselves in a little bit of new territory here. Mental well-being obviously is is has always been important, um, but i do don't think it has come to the forefront until very recently, especially as a concept for an organization, you got it. an employer as a you whole. Got it. So this is really kind of virgin territory. And I, first of all, I, I want to applaud the effort that you guys are putting forth because there's not a whole lot to go on here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a, there's a, there's a trail to be blazed yeah, and that's right. Um, but, but you're not scared. You're not, you're do, you recognize a need and then you are responding to it accordingly and great to your organization for that um, because it's, uh, it's, it's needed. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so needed and, you know, we'll talk about your organization, but also about, you know, obviously the people you serve who are dairy farmers to me one of the most severely affected Mm -hmm, uh, as far as mental well-being in the entire ag. And I don't want to just say just an ag, but I, in the workplace in general. Yeah. So what, um, what other
1: industry can you think of that's 24, 7, 365 period?
0: I cannot. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, we, when I started this podcast two years ago, I, knew very little about the dairy industry, which is really incredible for me. Someone who is so involved with cattle, Mm -hmm. it's beef cattle, but still, you know, we deal with the same species of of animal. I had literally no idea Mm -hmm. what was going on in the dairy industry until I had so many conversations Mm -hmm. with people in the industry and... It's, it's just, I am, I, I'll tell you this, I will never drink a glass of milk and take it for granted again. Yeah. That's how much it has yeah. affected me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, very well said. Agreed. Agreed. You
0: know, so, so it's, they're just, uh, wow, they're just, inc- they're just, there's so much that goes into it and, you know, through, and we talked about this, like I said, I alluded to it earlier. We talked about this on, on the phone, you are training your employee or you're, you're putting this well-being 360 in to place for your employees to serve them and their families, but also to serve the people whom they serve yeah. in a professional manner.
1: We're, we're all connected all the time, whether it's during a pandemic or during any given day, we're, we're all deeply connected in some way. And I think the pandemic has brought that to light. So I look at it like, like an onion, like concentric circles. So you can focus on what's closest to you and work with what's closest to you and hope that then you can help heal and provide services so that then they can provide to the next. And Cause it's, it's, it's so overwhelming that it's, it's hard to know where to start. So it seems like it it was the obvious choice to start with our employees and to make sure we're very clear that our employees that extends to to the families and the families are the ones that support the employees that go into manufacturing start sites show up at farms go to our customers and and without the families the employees would not be propped up so we had to make sure that service was extended completely to families so it's still not where we want it to be, Jason. Sure, of course. But we we see incremental improvements in terms of the usage of our employee assistance program, in terms of the adoption of some of our tools, in terms of some of the engagement of managers supporting each other and sharing ideas on what they can be doing. And at the same time, just like where we were almost a year ago, we know that we need to up our game again going into 2022, mm-hmm. and we owe mm-hmm. that to our employees who now will be lapping 2 years into operating during a pandemic it is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and in an industry where it's just there's there's constant relentless. need for change, it's relentless, there's constant need for innovation, you know, on the product side and on the production side. So, I mean, obviously it needs to be as innovative on the human element side if it not as necessarily but maybe sometimes even more
1: it's a really good point yeah
0: yeah all right okay and we talk i've talked about this a lot i've heard other people talk about this but what's happening in our society today is everything is evolving much faster than our brains can handle okay <laughs> um we have never seen and I, I, this is a here's a proof to this point. I graduated college thirteen years ago. That the day before I graduated college, or the week before I graduated college, was the first time I'd ever seen an iPhone. Mm. Some one of my friends mm. had an one one of my friends. Uh, who we were just graduating college together. He just uh, bought an iPhone. That was the first time I'd ever seen an iPhone. Now, good luck finding somebody close to you who doesn't have an iPhone. Right? We each That's have good. them. Yeah, right here. I mean, That's the just, church and state. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I mean that that gives you just a just a glimpse yeah. at how. Fast this world is changing and evolving. Technology is evolving, society is evolving, you know, not just with the phone the smartphone, but you know, we have social media evolving so fast that we can't keep up. Our brains cannot handle. We're not equipped. We have not evolved fast enough to handle the things that are being thrown at us. So the things like you guys are doing in the workplace, I mean we we talk about them like they're a novelty, but they're not. They should be a they should be a necessity. They should be essential. And you know, they're we'll get there. We'll get there. but it's it's something we all need.
1: There are a couple words that I play around with that are fascinating to me that being in HR, I think about what motivates people and how to care for people. It's just kind of in my DNA. But now it's table stakes for a manager. have empathy and compassion in dealing with Mm. their employees which includes a healthy dose of listening and you know when mckinsey you know the big consulting companies say that empathy and compassion are like hardcore table stakes that it's really true that this is not fringe it's not extra it's not when there's time it is every day as a leader we need to show empathy and compassion for our people
0: yeah and they're absolutely they're, they're
1: demanding it and that also is taking a toll on, on individuals as, as leaders where, you know, they need to replenish themselves. And so it's, um, I'm very blessed to work with a lot of really caring, thoughtful, compassionate people that care for our employees and our customers. So I can have these really deep conversations and we don't often solve with, with easy solutions, but we can really come away with a sense of what we need to do with our hearts to, to care for people during this time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what, tell me, let's break it down here, but let's, let's break down well being 360 a little bit. You know, you, you say I am an employee Mm -hmm. and I, um, let's just say I'm a regular employee that doesn't say anything. Okay? Okay. I'm just coming into work every day. How, are the, how is Wellbeing 360 presented to me and how can I access it?
1: Excellent. So there are several ways that you could access it. One is through an interactive SharePoint site that has lots and lots of materials on it, including sort of like your, your site, Jason, where there are recordings and articles and resources. And so there's lots of things that you can access that way. Another way is through uh, live webinars that we offer both through our employee assistance program and through an external consultant that we work with who is an expert in the well-being space. Another way we hope for most are through their managers, and the managers will get a monthly toolkit, which will give them ideas on how to, on something to focus on for that month, whether it's something about breathing and stress management, or it's ensuring employees get time off, or what to look for and signs for an employee that might need some assistance. So, so we would hope through all those different sources that most employees will have touched wellbeing 360 in some way, but we'll find out because we have a survey that just went out today for all employees. And we want to hear from them on how they're doing well relative to different aspects of well-being, what they've used and what they liked and what advice they have for us going into 2022. So we can up our game.
0: Very good. Very good. And you know, I, I I can't help but think about it from, uh, all, from an employee's point of view. I work for an organization where there are about two thousand employees, and you know, I could see this being implemented very well. You know, I am a leader of a small team. As far you know, I'm a pharmacist, and you know, I have technicians who report to me and. I think we do implement a lot of the things you talk about, but more in an or- informal manner. But I think it would be fascinating to see this catch on and see if this is something, hey, we're encouraged to do. And I I hate the word required to do because yeah, it makes it yeah. sound negative. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. something that we are, I think, encouraged to do as leaders and te- and as a team as a whole, you know, very important, very important stuff, and it just, and it, and it. Not only does it, you know, help the relationships at home, but it relates. And you said that in, you know, in the fourth point, it helps the the team well being as well. It uh-huh. when you improve the dynamics that are there between team members and even up to the team leader, it's going to be a better work environment and. And let's look at it from the economic standpoint. When you have people who are feeling good, who are feeling wanted, who are feeling part as of a team, they're going to be more productive. And being more productive, it improves the bottom line, which is a big part of business. You know, So looking at this from a holistic standpoint, I can see just, wow, how... Beneficial it will be to organizations, and I hope uh, you know you guys get this feedback and you know keep evolving this, and this comes to places like my work, you know, where we can implement something similar. Mm-hmm. I just I think it's very important.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I I completely agree with you, and I feel on the one hand pleased is actually doesn't sound right. I'm grateful that we've been able to bring these services and this focus and they have this attention at the highest levels and with managers throughout our organization. And at the same time, I'm honestly a little overwhelmed that it isn't enough. And yeah, yeah. we need to offer generously to others to share with them what, what we're doing. And, um, and, and, and we're happy to do that. And at the same time, there is just such a shortage of mental health resources for people around the globe yeah. Yeah. and the pressures and the, PTSD almost that, that I think some of us are experiencing coming almost two years in the pandemic. I really have to keep myself focused to to do what I can and to hopefully that if you give someone tools, then they're gonna give someone else tools and a, there's a ripple effect, but it's 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 overwhelming. And that's one reason you know, I think when we found you we were very grateful for what you did because or what you're doing because there is such a stigma around mental health generally speaking in an ag for sure. And we're doing our part, even if just in a a very little way to chip at that bit by bit. And we do that through storytelling and examples. And I share my own journey and I share how going through the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I went back to my beloved therapist and that relationship has been a lifeline for me so that I could continue to keep myself centered and whole and offer that remaining energy to others. And, um, I have to keep doing that. And I'm sure you have ways that you cope too, Jason, where you keep coming back to yourself and replenishing and taking rest. I saw on your, on your blog, a day where you, you you know, you took rest even from, from exercise. And you're just like, this is just my day. I just need to unplug. This is just a me day and it's very important.
0: Yeah. And again, we go back to what society tells us to do and teaches us to do and, you know, to be, reproductive? That's not the right <laughs> word, Jason. <laughs> be productive all the time. Productive, yeah. But uh but we we have to realize that to be productive, we also gotta take care of the machine. Yeah. You know, we gotta grease the parts. We gotta yeah. do maintenance and you know to an oxygen mask
1: on first.
0: Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to take care of yourself because uh, you're I mean you you deal in equipment you know you know your your company does anyway and you know those things all need to be maintenance they all need to be taken care of and they inspected and our bodies are the same way I mean they're no different than that they are machines and when machines cannot work all the time without some maintenance
1: that is an excellent analogy so the preventative maintenance is really key and at this time it's Maybe maybe doubling down in some ways on on the preventative maintenance, so we don't hit the crisis mode and we have emergency yeah. repairs, yeah, you know
0: i actually I had a session with my therapist this mor or this afternoon, and I actually talked to her, I was like, you know, I don't feel like I'm in I've, going back you know early in my journey. I would have probably just canceled today because I didn't f- feel bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I needed to be with a therapist, mm-hmm. but as I have evolved, I've learned that it's good to talk to your therapist <laughs> when you don't, when it's not a crisis, a right? Yeah, was- because m- maybe that's going to prevent a crisis from happening. You know what I mean? So it's a lot. There's a lot of mental health is, is preventative. It's, it's to be proactive. It's to grease that machine. So a bearing doesn't break or something like that. You know, it's, uh, lots of prevention goes into this.
1: A very wise person many years ago told me that every physical ailment has an emotional parallel and vice versa. Every emotional parallel has a physical ailment. So Let's just say someone has a heart, a heart attack. Mm-hmm. What does that really mean on an emotional level? What What's happening that that person's heart is breaking? Sure. So yeah, I, once, I,
0: mean, it's, I had problems. Yeah.
1: I had problems once many years ago walking, right? Literally it hurt to put pressure on my feet and one foot in front of the other. And, you know, it's just, it's mind blowing. Our, our, our bodies are so wise
0: they are i mean they are and we i had a conversation with her name was beth killo and it was last summer and she was uh she uses horses for therapy and she talked about oh, how yeah. we can learn so much from a horse because they do exactly yeah. what they need to do when they need to do it yeah there's no yeah. like they need to go to the bathroom yeah. they stop right there and go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, maybe we shouldn't follow it to a T, but, but I mean, they, you know, when they, sl- when they, re- they need to rest, they lay down and sleep, you know, when they eat, they eat and they're thirsty, yeah. they're, they drink. I mean, they're just like, yes. we have, that's literally how we functioned throughout the majority of human history is just like those yes. animals that we see every day. And somewhere along the line, it got messed up. Things got, you know, we started telling stories and and believing things needed to be a way where they didn't need to be. And uh, we needed to be productive so we didn't rest. Then, um, you know, it, it all gets, and yeah. you get wound up so tight, uh, eventually you're going to crack. And, you know, I mean, yeah. but... Being able to, I mean, it's, it seems simple, but it's not, but just being able to sit down and take care of your basic needs, it shouldn't be. There's such, no
1: shortcuts for that. No.
0: And it shouldn't be such a big ask. It absolutely no. shouldn't be a big ask, but it, unfortunately it sometimes is. Yeah. Yeah and but but we need to to bring it all back here to center is we need to recognize what our bodies are telling us because you said like you said our bodies are incredible at telling us what they need if we know how to listen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Let me ask you this. I know you said today the, the survey went out, but are there any sort of like anecdotal evidence or things people have told you yeah. things that you have heard of people who are implementing this well-being 360 and what they have told you about it from a from a experience standpoint
1: in terms of what's working or what 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 we need to do going into the next year whatever
0: either or you know what's working just any kind of story that you've heard from it
1: yeah so let me let me think for a minute well, so I, I have a, a recent story about a manager that I worked with who was trying to absorb some of the tools that we were offering and feeling a little overwhelmed sure. and ill-equipped to take on these sort of heavy conversations with with their teams. So, so we just boiled it down to something really simple that while being 360 doesn't need to be all things that I'm feeling and emotions that I'm experiencing 24-7-365. It could be, how am I feeling respected in this particular meeting? Am I feeling like I'm listened to in the course of the day? Did I do a well-being check on one of my employees? So it's trying to take a concept that is this big and saying, let's just take a step from where we are. And what do you think will work? And so for me personally, one of the things that I started doing during the pandemic is just doing well-being check-ins with people Mm -hmm. where I will not fully randomly, but I will just call colleagues or employees that I work with and just check in. And if there's something they want to tell me, that's great. If not, Hey, I was thinking about you today. Know that I'm here for you if you want to listen. So I think, I think that's one of the learnings is taking all this and boiling it down to something very basic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think, people don't realize like what just that little bit of, Hey, I'm paying attention. Yes. What that can do for somebody. Yeah. It can be, it can be the difference. And we maybe don't want to know what the difference it can make sometimes, you know, I mean, it can be drastic just a just, I think it's just a simple notion of people knowing that people care, people are actually paying attention to them. You, know, you got it. It's it's really important for people to to know that, and you know, just even if it does, if it coming, if it is coming from a program like this, that's great. That means the program's doing what it's supposed to do. But they're you know they're, they're putting that human element into it and that actual physical act of caring. Gosh, it's it's needed now more than ever. So true. Yeah. So true. Well, Martha, I've really enjoyed this conversation tonight. Where can people find your company? Tell me again the name. How do I pronounce it again?
1: It's pronounced many different ways, but I pronounce it DeLaval. DeLaval. Okay. D-E-L-A-V-A-L. laval Where can they
0: find all that
1: online? Well, if you're... If you're an employee, there's a SharePoint site. You, if you look at our general website, you probably won't see all this, okay. but you raise a new point is that we probably need to elevate our externally facing communications where our focus is very much been internally facing. And who knows, we may get some of that feedback from, from employees as well as we go into 2022.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. Well, we'll link that just so people can know what we're talking about. And, you know, I look forward to it. And I hope that, I mean, I hope that there is some absolute positive feedback. And not even necessarily just, I'd like to know, I'd like to talk to you again, maybe this time next year to see where you've become in a year and how it's improved and, you know, how people are reaching out. Because, Like you said, it's not going to be perfect in the first go-round of it. We all know that. And it's okay, though, because it doesn't have to be perfect to be done. Voltaire said back a long time ago that the enemy... Oh, my gosh. How'd it go? (laughs) Uh
1: sort of know where you're going perfection
0: perfection is the enemy of done <laughs> and it's also been translated perfection is the enemy of good mm. because you get so caught up in things wanting to be perfect that you never do yeah. them and yeah. that's what the, that's okay with that you have to be okay with that with it not being perfect just so to get it out there and then you can learn and that's what that first little bit is about—is doing, is learning about it, and seeing what's going to work, and using that going forward.
1: So I have one comment and one question for you, if I may. Yes, ma'am. the The comment is that I was at Live Aid, nineteen eighty five, in Champaign, Illinois. I saw that on your website. Did you you posted about Live Aid? Farm Aid. Right. Far, uh, sorry, Farm Aid, the other Aid. Yeah. Farm aid. Gosh. I saw Willie, Willie Nelson at Farm Aid in 1985 in Champaign. Wow. I went to school at the University of Illinois. I saw, I saw Billy Joel. I saw John Mellencamp. I saw uh, a number, number of others. Holy cow. I know. Amazing. I know.
0: That's amazing. They're
1: they're alive. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Live Aid came after Farm Aid, didn't it? I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Incredible.
0: That's incredible.
1: Okay, here's a question for you. And the challenge will be to answer it like in, a sentence or two.
0: I've never been known for being brief, so.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) I am completely fascinated with the Enneagram, but I have not completed that yet. And I would like my partner also to take the Enneagram. And so I am wondering what your advice would be to somebody who might be reluctant to take the Enneagram and how to just suggested something that would be good to try and for us to do together.
0: I'll say right now, that's one of the most helpful tools to improving my marriage that I've ever had. Not just wow. my marriage, but my personal growth as well. And I, I'm just this is sitting here in my office. I I read it every morning. It's the yeah. Enneagram yeah. workbook. Number three. And yeah. it uh, it's just a daily devotional of you know how my numbers serves me and how it how I can use it to better my life and it comes from a uh you know a scriptural uh background and it has helped me understand that I am I see the world differently than than a lot of people. Yeah. Um not everybody sees the world the same way as me. So it's 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 allowed me to know that the enneagram exists and that everybody sees the world differently has Increased my tolerance. I'll definitely mm-hmm. say increased, made me more probably more a little more patient with people and understand. You know, because mm-hmm. I know I remember I would get so frustrated with people that wouldn't do things the way I would do them, and mm-hmm. um, you know would struggle with things that I would never ever struggle with. But then I would do, I would struggle with things where no, where somebody else wouldn't, and you know just to help to understand that it's just something. That is, is, it's just so neat to see how we can, everybody can just see the world from a different point of view, but you know, it's all, it's all part, it's all cogs in the wheel. And I'll talk mm-hmm. to you from it, like from a, from a, going back to my original point of it being a relational standpoint, mm-hmm. seeing things in our marriage that were problems at a time, May mm-hmm. helps us understand one another you know, for me, it's, I struggle with being worthy enough at achieving all the things, you know, that's why I do a million. I know, now I know that's why I do a million things is, (laughs) is because it has to do with my drive to achieve. And that's part of being an Enneagram three is you, you, you have this drive to achieve, um, but also your core fear is failure and that is absolutely Mm -hmm. mine so it's 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 nice to know that somebody understands the way that you feel
1: bravo there is so much wisdom in what you just said yeah jason and i i I really appreciate that and i applaud you for doing that that hard work that's we all need to be doing that hard work to discover who we are and how we see the world and how there's many valid ways. And we have one of the ways. And
0: The, yeah. the Enneagram is, I, you know, I talk about it and I think people like, I think he, people get like kind of get tired of hearing about it from somebody um, who likes it so much, but I, I promise you, <laughs> if you get into it, like you'll, you'll, yeah. it, it's like the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like you think, you know, a lot about something until you actually <laughs> get to know so, about it. And then you're like, Wow, I don't know anything. (laughs) So that's that's where I'm at with the with the enneagram right now.
1: Here's my recent example with that. I'm taking drum lessons. So at the age of 55, I decided now is the time where I want to learn how to play a musical instrument. Why not drums? You know, because I'm a big time rock and roll girl. So I just had my lesson number four just now. Awesome. And you know not that I thought I knew a lot about drums, but I promise you every lesson, I, I know
0: less and less. i know. I'm just like, wow. I know. So hilarious. I know that's great. Good for you. I mean, it's never too, never too late to learn how to do something. You know, I, even yeah. I tell myself that story a lot of times like, shoot, I'm 37. I can't learn how to do that. That's completely false. You know, mm. my dad, mm. he had a Harley when he was young, like in his early twenties and he never had one. He didn't have one. He's always telling himself he was gonna get one. He was gonna get one. When my dad turned 65 when I was a senior in high school, he got a Harley. God bless him. Yeah. And he would ride it every day. My senior year of high school, he rode it every day to football practice and watch football, watch us play football. So, yeah. It was awesome. So
1: rock on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, cool. Well, thank
1: you so much. I so enjoyed the conversation. Oh, me too.
0: This was great. More
1: that I can provide, let me know. But um, so appreciate the work that you're let's, doing.
0: Let's keep in yeah. touch. If there's anything I can do for you and for your company, name it, and we'll we'll try to make it work. And I'm I'm serious about getting back together in about a year or so to see where this is going. And uh, I, I I look forward to that because I'm very yeah. interested.
1: This may be something that we sort of extend with our well-being 360 too somehow to, you know, share some of your learnings and your podcasts and some, somehow there's some intersection there. I, I think I'm there sure. Is.
0: Yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. And I, yeah. I would be, I would be delighted to work with you guys.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Same same here. Let us know how we can help and keep doing the work that you're doing and
0: same rock on with that
1: Enneagram and all that other good stuff. And Yeah. Well, you, you know, keep learning
0: with it too, because it's, yeah, it's for sure. awesome.
1: For sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Have a great okay.
0: night. Yeah.
1: Thanks. You too. Good night.
0: Looking for an alternative to starter fertilizer? DPH Biologicals offers a competitive alternative for broad acre crops without sacrificing yield. Refined across millions of acres, Teratrove combines microbes, plant extracts, and algae to offer the most complete biofertility solution available. To unharness soil fertility to maximize yield, visit dphbio.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AgStateOfMind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.